You're listening to Nick's Snacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny. Nick is the CEO of the Greeley Philharmonic Orchestra and the 2019 Greeley Chamber Ambassador of the Year. Nick's Snacks also touches on local and global issues through Nick's perspective, offering unique insights into the world's happenings. Prepare to learn something new in this thought-provoking and entertaining show. Hello, you're listening to Nick Snacks on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, Northern Colorado's voice here in the Allo Communications studios. Um, we've got a special show today. Um, this is a, a filler episode for when I'm, I might not be in town. But we've got Lowell Graham, the conductor, maestro of the Greeley Philharmonic Orchestra in studio with us. And we're just so lucky to have you, Lowell. Hi, Nick. It's a pleasure to be here, especially on this fall day. My gosh, can you see the colors outside? Oh, my gosh. Incredible. Incredible. I mean, they just burst. It's incredible. What a great day. We're finally getting a fall. I mean, normally it goes from, you know, a hot summer-like months to a few days of this crisp fall air to winter. And I'm glad we have a fall. Well, it's wonderful. This morning I took a nice walk again, and I was just admiring the the trees, the crisp air, the clear sky, all the things that you think about Colorado, uh, which just come to fore, reminded me of so many years past when I was a young and here and uh, had those same experiences. So what a great day. Oh, gosh. We're so lucky to have you. Lola's in town um, conducting our second concert of the GPO's 111th concert season. And uh, by the time you're listening to this, our second concert will have passed. But uh, we went to Italy and just celebrated all of the wonderful things that you can find in Italy and hopefully if you're listening, you were able to hear some plugs on this uh, on a previous Nick Snacks episodes or, or just visiting the GPO. But, Lowell, I know we're kind of talking backwards, but I'm, I'm confident this is going to be just a sensational show. Uh, your confidence I share. Uh, you cannot go wrong with just foolproof, fabulous music. Uh, it's just there. And uh, our job on stage is to bring the joy, the majesty, the color the uh, the aura of Italy, uh, because if anyone has been to Italy, uh, Total Rome or any of the other places, uh, it is an indelible image in your brain. And so we want to share that joy and that majesty with everyone. It'll take me right back to when I was there in 2010 was uh, when I had traveled, fortunately, with uh, a couple of classmates from my undergrad. And I even have um, in my kitchen hutch in my in my dining room that's a dining room kitchen it's the same thing um a hand-blown custom wine glass set and decanter and oh i paid a pretty penny for that um but it has my name inscripted on the bottom of it and boy it just uh it was it was Created in Venice. Just, you mean, you mean wow. the Italians like wine? They, huh. Yeah. Let me go think about that. I'm, I'm, uh. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're not alone. <laughs> oh, gosh. We went. We visited a winery, and the, uh, the, um, the owner was his name was Pierre Luigi. Boy, what a what a what a vintner's name. Yeah, the Pierre part might be a little bit uh, either southern France or northern Italy, but the Luigi. Mm-hmm. Uh, that pretty much gets it, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Not sure if that was his real name or uh, just maybe 
tweaked a little bit for the uh, infatuation of wine lovers out there. But what an incredible experience it was from, from Venice to Florence to Rome. Um, what a beautiful country. You just can't imagine the majesty of human accomplishment when you visit Rome and you see and witness the things that have been created uh, through the genius of people. And it's just awe-inspiring and just humbling, just humbling. It's, uh, uh, it certainly had an indelible impact on my life. Mm. Mm. Well, we tried to record this before, but had some computer problems. This was probably six months or so ago. Uh, so grateful to have you back in the studio. We're, we're going to have a full show today. I just know it. But um, a lot's happened since we first introduced you to reintroduced you to Greeley. Um, but uh, Lola's just... Talk about your career, you know. Just take us on a little journey. I'll count you down when we're running low on minutes for the segment. We'll take a small break. But uh, a Greeley native, as anyone can see when they Google Lowell Graham and read about your bio. But uh, t- tell us about your your journey. Uh, I'll make this quick because it's not all that exciting. But thank you for, anyway, uh, providing the path. Uh, one thing that I've always done in my bio is, is that um, the name followed by a native of Greeley, Colorado. Uh, because I'm proud of where I came from. I'm very proud of, of my heritage, proud of the values that were instilled in me, proud of the education. I'm a product of the public school system. I'm a product of then Colorado State College and now the University of Northern Colorado. I was uh, talking about last. I was the last person, uh, last class to graduate from Greeley High before it became Greeley Central last class to graduate from Colorado State College before it came UNC, and then I was able to complete a master's degree at UNC. So I have some different names on some stuff, but it's the same place. So anyway, I, I spent my formative years obviously here. Uh, from he, my master's degree, I went on to teach at Colby Community College in Colby, Kansas for three years, uh, one of the best educations I've ever had. Um, from that point on, I joined the United States Air Force. I auditioned and was successful to become a music director in the Air Force program, music program. And so what I thought would be a nice diversion for four years turned out to be a short 28 years and ultimately uh, winding up in Washington, D.C., serving the president of the United States and the American public with our premier ensemble of the United States Air Force, which had various units in it, the, uh, the concert band, the ceremonial brass, uh, high flight, the airmen of note, uh, the strolling strings, the Air Force Symphony Orchestra, the Air Force String Orchestra, uh, the Air Force Chamber Singers, the Air Force Singing Sergeants. I mean, it was just an incredible journey. Uh, so I wound up there, and then it was time to uh, call it graduate because I don't like that word retirement because I'm a failure at it. Uh, I then moved to Texas to become the chairman of the music department at the University of Texas at El Paso. Uh, and so I held that position for 12 years, but I was there uh, on the faculty for the last 11 of those 19-plus years, almost 20 uh, as the director of orchestral activities. Uh, and from there, I graduated, and now I'm here. And so it has been just a, a quick journey around. I've had fabulous experiences throughout the world. 
performing for events that were historic uh, that I I really find uh, and pinch myself. Why was I the one that was here at this particular time? And uh, those are experiences that I will always carry with me. Some of the greatest musical experiences I've ever had in my life. Uh, and the th- part about all of mentioning that is simply that uh, I want to bring the sum total of some of those experiences, all of those experiences, uh, back home to Greeley with this opportunity. Uh, and our concerts, I hope, reflect that. Uh, I, I'm comfortable on stage with opera. I'm comfortable on stage with jazz. I'm comfortable with a funk soul band, which we had with the Burroughs. I'm comfortable with movie music. I'm comfortable with most of that, simply because I've had a half a century of music making in those idioms. So uh, that, that I think provides me a, a, a basis from which to enjoy what I have now, which is an incredible tool. And, and uh, yes, it's an orchestra, but it's, it's a tool of influence. Uh, when we perform better, when we perform music that is enjoyable to the public, uh, which is key to what we do, uh, then we influence life in a positive manner. Uh, our concerts are not academic uh, challenges. Uh, I don't want anybody to come and say, well, I got my two hours of music appreciation credit, and now let me go and do something else. I want it to be involved. So that's kind of where we are. Well, it's just so great to have you back in Greeley. And, um, you know, we have three more segments. We'll talk about, well, how I first met you almost a dozen years ago. Gosh, a dozen years ago. It goes by. It does. <laughs> uh, to, to how we, we found you, but also just, you know, how I've learned from you over the past year. Um, and to hear you speak to an audience, to a Rotary Club, to the Greeley Philharmonic Orchestra Guild, to the board, to the musicians, um, to students up at UNC. I mean, it's just uh, you've 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 got the voice, you got the face for radio too, and I hear that all the time as well. Um, but it's just uh, it's remarkable to have you back in Greeley with with the power of the Greeley Philharmonic, a hundred and eleven year old institution. It's just uh, boy, Greeley and Northern Colorado are so lucky. To have, uh, to have the GPO here. But stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Nick Snacks here on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Proudly brought to you by 477 Distilling, located in downtown Greeley. Also the place of the Greeley Philharmonic Orchestra's 
after party. So after every one of our concerts, we all traipse on across the park or down from uh, from UNC and enjoy some libations, sharing stories, and just uh, glad-handing, smiling after uh, a remarkable performance. It was magical a few weeks ago to um, to, to well premiere a world premiere of a piece um, to our first concert at UNC and their campus commons, and to just celebrate the, the magic of the evening with with just wonderful people. And it's open to anyone, musicians, board members, patrons. They even let me in every now and again to uh, to, to walk around and, and say hello to folks. But uh, a great place, 477 Distilling, especially, especially after a wonderful performance from the Greeley Philharmonic. Well, Lowell and I met many years ago. I know people don't really – well, hopefully you'll hear the story because I'm going to share it anyway. Um, I was really honored and privileged to serve and perform in, in an intercollegiate honor band, a small college intercollegiate honor band where students from universities 15,000 or less get to participate in, in this ensemble. I was a wee – Super senior at, at, at Manchester University, which I'll be back in about a week and a half for a, a nice alumni event, and uh, went up to Seattle for, I don't know, four four or five days. Um, cool things about that trip. One, I was going to Seattle my first time there. Two, I mean, the music we performed was just incredible and completely turned my life. I won't say around because it wasn't going down a dark path, uh, but it just changed and altered my life. Uh, but also I got to play alongside a high school trumpet player, Aaron Trammell, that we were, we were in a very competitive high school program, really elite marching band and jazz band. And we were at different universities in Indiana, and we both found our way to Seattle together. So it was really neat to be able to play alongside a, uh, and a fellow trumpet player that I'd played with for Gosh, I think six years because he and I both started in marching band really young as middle schoolers because our older siblings were uh, were connected to the program. So anyway, I digress. But uh, but Lowell, you were the conductor of that small college intercollegiate honor band in Seattle. And I was double majoring in biology and chemistry at the time and also music performance. And once I got back to my undergraduate with, I think, a semester left. You know, I think I'm going to audition for graduate schools and, and pursue a career in trumpet. And uh, to this day, just thank you so much for that inspiring moment. And there aren't really words to describe how impactful that was. And sadly, you don't hear about it frequently enough because I don't know how many people don't get to experience something like that in their life of of creating music on that magnitude and that level, not just as an audience member, but as a performer. I mean, we're working our tails off on stage, and for that to have been that impactful to me as a performer, I can't imagine what the what the audience has experienced. And boy, I just uh, I wish more people got to, to to feel that at some point in their lifetimes. Because even if you think you have, I don't know, I don't know if you have. That was a, a very wonderful experience all the way around. And as you recall, the program um, we were all my friends. Uh, that I'd had some relationship with. And I like to make music that way, that music uh, is representative of friendship, of joy. And that was uh, very special to be able to present it in that way to you, to the audience, and and to the, that particular organization, which was the college band directors, CBDNA, College Band Directors National Association. And uh, we had a wonderful, wonderful concert. It was just spectacular. We worked hard, played hard, and uh, the result speaks for itself. We don't have to worry about that. 
that's usually the way it goes. You know, you uh, you put your talents out there, you bring them to fore, you make them flourish by all of the care and feeding that goes into it because it just doesn't happen. You just don't walk on stage with talent and say it's successful because it's not. It takes work. And that is a, a part of this business that uh, everybody knows but often does not talk about is about the preparation, the training that goes into it, the the consistency uh, to make something appear easy, to the consistency to be able through these inanimate objects that we hold, that we put to our our lips uh, to create vibrations that will share something emotionally to someone else, let alone yourself. Uh, and you've heard me say many times, Nick, you can never communicate that which you personally have not experienced. And so when you have those aesthetic moments uh, they will be with you forever. And we all know those moments when they happen. It's like, I remember that. You remember the sights. You remember the smells. You remember the light. You remember the environment. You, you remember specific things. It's indelibly imprinted on us. That's the joy of life in this thing called music. When the one story about the SCIB, we had this piece by Julie Giroux which we'll be presenting a piece uh, next season with the Greeley Philharmonic. Um, well, we're going to just have you on and start banking these episodes and start planning out for years in advance. But uh, there, it was called Overture in Five Flat. If you're listening, go to YouTube and type that in, Small College Intercollegiate Band 2011, Overture in Five Flat. And it's not five flats in the key, no. It's five minutes or less. Here you go. And in in that, you know, we were rehearsing, rehearsing, but it was we were premiering an additional, I believe it was ninety measures that were written because you had premiered that piece with a with another group maybe the earlier Missouri that year. Old State band, and Julie was there, uh, and uh, we we did a pretty good job on it, and she was rather upset that we got through it that fast. <laughs> so she said, "I'll show you." And so this was the second version, adding ninety measures. So we're in rehearsals, and these aren't easy rehearsals. I mean, it's hours and hours and hours and hours. And as a brass player, your face is just pounded, pounded, pounded. And, you know, we're going through the, the dress rehearsal, and it's you know, 4.58, 4.56. So you kindly ask somebody to time it during the, the performance. And that was hauling. I, I mean, again, we were four, six seconds at best in rehearsal, you know, shaving off that five minutes. And I will remember this number for the rest of my life of we wrapped up. I mean, you, Lowell, you were covered in sweat. We're all just, how did we get here? And we hear from, I think, the balcony, 433. I, I, I don't know how it happened, Lowell, but we were we were flying, and that's the same energy you've brought to the orchestra in this past uh, past thirteen fourteen months. Julie is an incredible human being. Um, she's written in all mediums. Um, she doesn't have to write uh, for any specific organization because of the royalties she gets. She is the most gracious human being. Uh, that particular piece, she called me and said, Lowell, I just want to write a piece for you. What composer calls a friend and says, I want to write a piece for you? It wasn't a commission. It was just like, I want to give this to you. And we were both motorheads and gearheads and speed freaks, and so that's how it evolved. 
Uh, if I could plug something for next season that we have planned, uh, this will be a world premiere for an orchestra. She originally conceived it for winds, but this is going to be an immersive symphony. Uh, it's her sixth symphony. It's called The Blue Marble. And not only is this an incredible work, uh, because I was following it and she would send me sketches of it, all the, all the four movements. So I, I saw it from the beginning to the end of that particular segment. At its world premiere in Texas, I came up and I gave her a big hug. And I said, Julie, that was just amazing. And she whispered in my ear. She said, I'm going to write an orchestra version of this and you will have a world premiere of it in Greeley. Again, who does that? So this is an immersive symphony of which we are going to have not one big screen in UCCC, but three screens, one in the middle and two adjacents. And uh, it's using new technology of, of being able to adjust the video to the real-time happening of the ensemble. Uh, now, having music go to film or whatever else, that's an old technology, and we all have done that that's been in this business of that. You'll see the bars go by, and at this particular point, we have to be here to, to match it, match everything. This is a sliding technology where there will be another person on stage with a laptop or an iPad that will have also a what we'll call a pony score or a one or two line uh, score and will follow along at the rate of the orchestra, which will affect the speed of the video. Think about that. I see we're getting played off here, so we'll continue this. We will. We'll learn more about the Blue Marble and the world premiere by the Greeley Philharmonic next season. When we come back from this break, stay tuned. Welcome back to Nick Snacks here in the Allo Communications studios with Maestro Lowell Graham, conductor of the Greeley Philharmonic Orchestra. We were just talking about the Blue Marble, but getting a lot of fantastic backstory on the, the beautiful bumper music by Julie Giroux. Um, and Micah says, Lowell, you should save all this information that you have for, for, for on air. So that piece, what was it called, Micah? It was called One Life Beautiful. One Life Beautiful by Julie Giroux. There are many pieces that Julie knows how to write very well, and this was for a loss of life. And uh, it's the loss of uh, Ray Kramer, who was the former director of bands at the University of Indiana, uh, the loss of their daughter. 
and uh, Julie was asked to write this music. And uh, the particular recording that I think we we're hearing is on the Clavier label, and it's uh, called A Few Notes Among Friends, and that particular recording, uh, Ray is conducting it. And that's with the university or uh, UNT work uh, band that was conducted by Dennis Fisher at the time. Uh, and when you have the composer there, you have the person who lost their child, and the music is about that child, uh, the emotions run high. And it is a very touching and a very poignant work that Ray uh, was able to put his soul in. So that's uh, just one of many stories that I could tell about Julie and her wonderful writing and, and how open she is. Um, getting back to the blue marble, it's the same kind of thing. Uh, being able to watch this in symphony evolve and then to have it in a situation where we will be in a hall, there will be three screens of video that she personally selected uh, and will be run in time with the orchestra uh, is going to be amazing. And there's also one other sense that she wants to bring to this, which I, I really want us to do, and that is smell. Because not only are you having the screens with the visual with what the orchestra is doing, you have uh, audio that surround sound in the hall uh, of sounds of a rainforest. In addition to that, there will be and could be, we'll, we'll see how this all f uh, comes out, the smells of a rainforest. So it is an immersive experience that will be a first uh, for orchestra. You know, there's a lot of things that have screen and orchestra, movies with screen and orchestra, that does very well. But nothing that, to of my knowledge, that is immersive, where you are surrounded by the elements. Uh, and that's going to be an incredible, an incredible concert. Um, and uh, it, it's going to be uh, about life in America and democracy and, and society, uh, all those benchmarks that we talk about. Be magnificent. That'll be coming in our 2023 and 24 concert season, which we plan well in advance. Indeed. Um, but you know, I mean, we're, Lowell, you were already having three seasons planned out by the time uh, before you even set foot on the stage, uh, which is just remarkable to have. But, you know, over the past several months, we've, well, a lot of us have been fortunate to hear you speak about music and its impact, um, you know, the emotion that you can convey with what's on stage. Um, talk about some of your, well, I'd say challenges or more opportunities of using this tool of influence in your time with the with the United States Air Force and and the band and the, the all those tools that you had just at your fingertips I'm going to take that question and I'm going to make it larger uh, instead of smaller so it's not just with the United States Air Force band but but what music can do and maybe some of the things that we were able to do um, 
it's important to mentor up and mentor down about what we do. And so, therefore, I take every opportunity I can to talk about our organization, in this case, the Greeley Philharmonic, to every audience that I can. So I'm mentoring sideways anytime I can mentor up into the hierarchy of the government uh, here Uh, I will do so, and then certainly to students, mentoring down. And our organization is one of these tools of great sophistication and expertise. And so we will take that expertise and we will play music. And anybody that hears and sees and witnesses it will understand that behind it is not just incredible expertise, but what does it represent? And so that's the tool part. What does it represent? So let me share a a story that I share often when I was in the United States Air Force. Keiko Matsui was one of my almost 60 guests I had with the Air Force band and orchestra and singing sergeants. And we did a guest artist series that lasted uh, each year from January through March. And every Sunday we'd bring in a guest artist and uh, we would play to our wonderful audience, our close friends of about 23 to 2,800 people in Constitution Hall. I think that's the correct number. If not, please forgive me. (laughs) So anyway, um, she was very, very popular. So we had her back five years in a row. Uh, Her husband, Kazu, is the guy that plays uh, these Japanese flute Arnold Schwarzenegger sounds that you've got. And at the uh, end of a, the fifth year, we, she was going to be honored by the Japanese embassy. And uh, we were delighted to do so. And so it was my job to present her this award. At the Japanese embassy were the following. The ambassador of Japan to the United States of America. The military attaches of Japan to the United States of America. On uh, the Canon Corporation, which is sponsoring it, the CEO, the COO, the CFO, and more O's than you know what to deal with were there. Uh, on the American side, uh, since it was the military, the Secretary of the Air Force for the United States Air Force was there. The Chief of Staff was there. The Vice Chief of Staff was there. We're talking about the four stars that were there. Uh, the Secretary or the Director of Public Affairs, we need to talk about that one a little later. Uh, was there. Uh, My boss was uh, there. I'm a colonel, and I'm so far down on the pecking order, uh, you you don't know. So I'm the guy getting coffee, but I'm the one making the award. Okay, so I make the award to Keiko. Powerful musician, powerful musician, great, great performer. So uh, the ambassador of Japan was there, and it was time for him to speak. I have been talking about the power of music and the influence of music and the transference of that. And he said the following. Now, remember, music equals smart. Smart equals influence. He said, Colonel, I play clarinet. Can I play clarinet in your band? Here's the ambassador. He plays clarinet. Of course. Every boss that I've had, save about two or three, and I've had a lot of bosses, have all been musicians, all in academia and in the military. And I said, sir, anytime you want to come play clarinet band, please do so. Then he asked this question, which was the most important question. He says, if the United States Air Force Band is this good, how good are your pilots? 
I looked over at the secretary. I looked at the chief of staff. I looked at the director of public affairs. They were smiling. They were smiling because they knew what I was going to say. And I said, sir, I hope you never have to find out. <laughs> and they gave me these thumbs up and everything else. And, and, uh, but the point, the point made was we have excellence here. We have excellence everywhere. So if we have excellence in the Greeley Philharmonic Orchestra, we have excellence in the organization. We have excellence in our message of what we want to share. If you haven't seen us yet, greedyfill.org, see what our lineup is for the next rest of the season. And we'll hear more from Lowell Graham when we come back. Stay tuned. Next, as I'm suffering from a little bit of PTSD from this piece. Thanks to you, Maestro. You're welcome. Actually, it's not PTSD. It's just uh, memories flooding back. Indeed. Wow. Wasn't as fast as I remember it. Ah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, gosh, it's... Stories upon stories and upon stories that we could go into, constricted to an hour of radio time, 42 minutes or so with, with commercials. But, uh, you know, we're just scratching the surface on what Lowell Graham has accomplished in his career. Um, just, again, scratching the surface on what music means for, for all of us. And if you haven't really truly experienced it, the Greeley Philharmonic or wherever you might be listening, any – and I, I will use orchestras because that's that's my verbiage, but also it's – the most layers and complexity of sounds. Um, you said in the last segment, surround sound. I think that's something folks in the audiences might fail to recognize is you're in this beautiful concert hall. You are getting the rawest form, the purest form of surround sound. And Lowell, I know you're an audiophile. You and our principal bassoonist, Chuck Hansen, who's over at the University of Northern Colorado. And from the small investments you've made in your sound systems, um, You've not quite been able to recreate live. No, we failed miserably. I, I would hate to say how much time and energy and uh, also money I've put into this effort. And uh, I'll, I'll just say that my little stereo is, is pretty good. Uh, but it fails. And it, it fails miserably um, in comparison to the real thing. And... Uh, I, I have been in the recording game a long time. Uh, have recorded a number of recordings uh, on different labels, and uh, those have all been wonderful experiences. And we try to recreate something, obviously, uh, through this three-dimensional illusion that we've got, but it still doesn't have the impact, the mass, the majesty uh, that that live music can have. Now, I want to go back to director of public affairs, and I said, we need to come back to this. Mm -hmm. uh, I need to tell a story, a quick story about what's going to happen this particular concert. And uh, so I'm going to challenge us to also get it in print somewhere. Um, 
Many years ago when I was at Langley Air Force Base, I had a wonderful young trumpet player. Uh, and she was very talented as a trumpet player. Uh, but you have to understand that in the world of trumpet, as a world with any instrument, uh, it's, a, it's a tough schlog. There are just incredible talents out there. And uh, this particular person came to me after a couple of years. She said, I was a major at the time. She said, major, she said, I, uh, I'm good, but I'm never going to be able to be the top rung. She said, I think I'd like to, to cross-train into another career field. And I said, you, and the first thing that you always learn is you never stand in the way of anyone's dreams, ever. So how can I help you? Well, she wanted to cross-train into public affairs, which is the large umbrella of the policy side of Air Force Bands. Uh, but there you have every, uh, everything of all public affairs. So I said, sure. So I wrote a recommendation. She went to officer training school, obviously admitted, became a second lieutenant, and off her career went. Okay, that then turned into captain, that turned into major, that turned into lieutenant colonel. And we're talking good stuff. Then she was selected for full colonel. I need to put that in perspective. The top ranks, five ranks in the United States Air Force, colonel, brigadier general, major general, lieutenant general, and general, all five of those ranks combined, combined, represent the top 1% of the force. So she got into that. Then she took it one step further. She was promoted to Brigadier General and became the Director of Public Affairs for the entire United States Air Force. I could not have been more proud. I sent her congratulatory notes. Uh, And uh, so then she graduated from the Air Force, retired. She moved back to Cheyenne. Uh, And as a trumpet player, after her graduation from the Air Force, she immediately took up trumpet again and played in some municipal bands in Virginia and uh, brought her trumpet uh, with her to Cheyenne, where her daughter is living, and uh, started playing in ensembles up there. Well, she's playing in a municipal band with Dr. Frank Cook, who is uh, one of our trombones, is playing principal trombone on this concert. A stage trumpet for uh, brass players for Pines of Rome. So she will be joining us. This will be the first time in 40 years that we will be sharing the stage again together. And she's thrilled, and I am thrilled. I cannot tell you what a thrill it is to share the stage with her and what she's accomplished. It's just a massive, incredible story of influence and just the connections that have lasted a lifetime. And will last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're, when you're on stage uh, with anybody, you remember the special people. And you remember the associations. And those will be with you forever. They, you cannot take them away. You can take a lot of things away from us in life, but you cannot take love and life away. Well, Lowell, in the few minutes we have left, uh, what words do you have for our listeners who might be on the fence for coming to an orchestra concert, whether that's the Greeley Philharmonic or wherever you're listening? But what words do you have to them? It's very simple. Uh, there is no fear factor. Come and enjoy. Uh, Take the journey with us. Hold our hands. Jump off the cliff. It's going to be okay. We're all going to be fine. Uh, We are going to explore a number of things that will be fun, uh, 
emotionally impactful uh, because we can deliver those things that tug at the heartstrings. And our programs throughout the year will demonstrate that. And we're just getting started. Indeed. That's uh, we're, we're a year into our return from COVID. Um, people might say we're out of it yet. We're, we are not. The arts especially are not out of the impact that those 18 months uh, have done to cripple our organizations. And um, it'll take some recovery time. But we're committed to to growing, to expanding our sphere of influence, and to provide the best darn product you can imagine uh, this side of the Mississippi River and right here in Greeley. Well, to use the baseball analogy, you've got to swing for the home run. You know, and when you do and you hit the home runs, you are remembered for the home runs. Don't worry about the strikeouts. Uh, to use to go back to Babe Ruth, you know, yeah, he had the home runs. He also had the most strikeouts. <laughs> what do we remember? We don't remember the strikeouts. Mm-hmm. What do we remember? We remember the home runs. And the one thing the Greeley Philharmonic in this organization is going to do is we're going to swing for the fences. We're not going to play it safe. We're going to go out there, give you our best shot. If we fail, you're going to know we failed big. But we are going to be winners. It's going to be so much fun. We've got uh, an incredible rest of our lineup. Uh, just this past week, we had um, our, our, our week in Italy. Um, we've got on December 3rd, our Poinsettia Pops concert, uh, which wraps up the Festival of Trees in downtown Greeley at the Union Colony Civic Center. Um, just a fabulous display of, of just magic, of musical magic and of, of poinsettias in the, in the concert hall. We've got Christmas brass, so if you're a fan of the Canadian brass or ensembles like that, we'll double that sound and size, and you've got the Greeley Philharmonic brass and percussion section. In January, we're back with Gershwin and Ravel up at UNC Campus Commons, which is going to just be sensational. March 11th, we return with the Burroughs, which was Lowell's first concert with the GPO last season. April 29th, Carmina Barana is just going to, if you've not heard that piece, you've heard that piece, I promise you. Um, that'll be a sonic sensation in downtown once again. And we wrap the season with Sounds of Cinema, our, our At the Movies concert. Um, it's a wonderful lineup. Visit greedyfilled.org or give us a call at the office. We'd be love to just share this music with you. Lowell, thank you so much for being on Nick Snacks. Can't wait to have you again. Always a pleasure. Thank you. And that's our cutoff.